This is Exploring Leaders, episode 13, with Helen Pitcher. Helen is a highly experienced board director and chair, also advising boards and board members as chair at Advanced Boardroom Excellence, sharing insights and inspiring you to take leadership in the digital age. Do you wonder how trailblazing leaders sense at scale, involve to innovate and align the actions in this increasingly digital world? Welcome to the Exploring Leaders podcast. The experienced team at Degotion interviews leaders from around the world for insights and inspiration on how to lead in the digital age. In this episode, Degotion chairman Lieselot Engstam, who is also an independent board director, business advisor, and startup coach, asks the questions. Our guest today is Helen Pitcher. Helen is the president of INSEAD's Directors Network with more than 600 international board directors. She's an experienced board director and chair herself, as well as an advisor and coach to many boards and board members. Helen believes that corporate governance is crucial to a company's success, that the approach to corporate governance is under pressure to change, and that board members need to be proactive in learning new needed skills to be effective. This episode focuses on her leadership journey and areas she believes we need to focus. So welcome to this discussion with uh, Degotion, Helen Pitcher. You and I met as part of uh, working on a board for a network at INSEAD. That's right. And uh, it's absolutely fantastic to have a chance to interview you. And if you could start with just telling us what accomplishments have taken you to where you are today? <laughs> okay, well, as I started my career, I originally trained as a lawyer, and then I moved into commerce and became a commercial apprentice with Weetabix, so worked around every department, mm-hmm. including health and safety, and really always had had a vision that I wanted to run a business at some stage. But before moving into running a business, I moved from Weetabix to uh, Oxford University Press, mm-hmm. where that organisation is both a commercial entity, but also is a charitable trust, mm-hmm. as it's... Um, All its funding came from the Oxford University chest, so it was run by the Dons, and did a a huge transformational change project for them to help reduce costs. Uh, I moved from there to Northern Foods, Mm. where I was promoted very, very rapidly through the ranks and ended up heading up a division of uh, Dale Farm Foods. And whilst I was doing that, we were doing a deal with Grand Metropolitan, mm-hmm. uh, with the dairies, Express Dairies. And I was working on the M&A team with uh, a gentleman who worked for Grand Met, and he wanted to move north. And for domestic reasons, I wanted to move south. Okay. So he went and joined Northern Foods, and I joined Grand Metropolitan right. and became their youngest ever divisional director. Mm-hmm. Had a super time there, but couldn't transfer to the States Mm. for work Mm. um, for domestic reasons. And therefore, as it was in those days, this is quite a while ago, Mm. made plain if you didn't move, then you weren't likely to get the top job, which I was on the succession plan for. I decided to come out into consultancy initially for three years. And then to go back to what I would consider to be a proper job, um, working in a big organisation. 
And so I came into consultancy. I was working at a strategic level in major boardrooms. Our client base was 67 of the FTSE Top 100, a whole host of private equity clients, big family firms, etc., and found that the breadth of influence I could have working in consultancy was far greater than just working in one company. So that really was how I ended up in consultancy, and I've been in consultancy for 25-plus years. The other part of my career progression has been I have always done a major piece of academic study at least once a decade, sometimes frequently more. And INSEAD became my school of choice. And so I undertook a variety of programmes from the challenge of leadership through to IDP, leading from the chair, um, strategy in the age of digital disruption. I've just done one module of the advanced strategy programme. So I'm working towards hopefully getting an advanced certificate there. And it was through INSEAD that one of the boards that I now chair, which is Pladis Global, came to me as an opportunity to join their board. And they have gone on record and said they wish to IPO at some stage. And my governance background really helps with that. So I sit on now a number of boards that I chair, a national children's charity, Pladis Global, which is confectionery and chocolate, which most people like. I'm also obviously president of uh, INSEAD Directors Network, which I love. And then I chair Advanced Boardroom Excellence, which works in board effectiveness reviews and coaching at a senior level and preparing people for NED roles. Very good. Very exciting. So is there, in your route to where you are, is there another leader that has impacted you, Mm. that has made a major difference? The leader who influenced me the most was, um, and still is, because I'm still friendly with him even though he's in his 80s, a a gentleman by the name of Terry Briggs. He was manufacturing director at Weetabix when I was on their commercial scheme. And he was the one who pushed me to leave, not because I was doing anything wrong, but because he pointed out, if you look at the people who are here, they join and they stay for the rest of their working career. And you really should be on a major board in the next 10 to 15 years. So he pushed me out of my comfort zone and even brought the role at Oxford University Press to my attention at a fairly key time in my life because I was actually in hospital having my appendix out and he came to visit me (laughs) with with the advert and said, I think you should apply. So Terry was great. It was tough love uh, because moving out of the legal profession into commerce is is a big leap Mm. because you're trained Mm. basically to argue from both perspectives. When you're working in a heavily industrial relations environment, you can't do that. You have to learn the skills of influence and collaboration or you will just not succeed. So Terry was very tough on me, but very good. You can check out more hints and tips in the blog post covering this podcast episode of Exploring Leaders at the Degotian blog, which you find at degotian.com. So what do you see needs to change in most businesses and leaderships today? That's a really broad question. Mm. I think in terms of the board and the board composition, bearing in mind the board don't run the business, but are there as custodians of all the stakeholders of the business and to see the business does the right thing. I think that 
it needs to change in a way that we have far more diverse members on that board. And I, I, when I talk about diversity, I'm not just talking about gender. Mm. I'm talking about all the strands of diversity mm. and particularly diversity of thought. Right. It's absolutely key if you're going to get a, a truly high-performing board. Mm. Of necessity, all of the other elements need to be there, mm. such as the practices, the processes, the advice from uh, basically the general counsel about how the business should be governed. But it's the dynamic in the board that will determine whether that business really thinks carefully about where it's trying to go, what its threats are, and how it addresses those. Yeah, very interesting. And sometimes when organisations get a bit larger, some of the energy mm -hmm. and innovation dampens. Yes. How do you keep that from happening? How do you keep the companies and the boards yeah. focused on some of the renewal topics? In, in terms of the boards focusing on innovation, I mean, a, a litmus test is always just taking a look at the agenda. If the agenda is largely looking backwards, so in the rearview mirror, or is focused overly on going through slavishly the reports that have, have been produced for the meeting, then it's unlikely to be allowing sufficient space for true debate about threats, disruptions, and what innovation could and should look like. Right. Very good. And how do you see digital, which we talked about before, impacting the businesses and the leadership of today? Digital impacts everything we do. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I think back to even five years ago, mm -hmm. we didn't have half of the digitally enabled tools that we have now. Mm -hmm. So the good thing about digital is we can look very creatively mm -hmm. at what needs to be done by individuals mm. and what can be done by technology mm. and how certainly digital technology can make our products and services more accessible mm. to a, a broader range of potential customers. Mm. So I think the impact of digital is huge. I think the knowledge of digital in some major boardrooms is not. Uh, the really good boards make sure they get that external impetus from thought leaders in this area. And we'll go to Silicon Valley, we'll invite people uh, from, say, Google in to talk to them and so on, just so they keep pace. Right, right. And um, you actually, as a leader, you're very active on social media yourself. <laughs> Which, which is kind of dividing leaders into mm. two strands. Yes. But what, do you, what benefit do you find from actually being there? Well, in our business, in, as in, in Advanced Boardroom Excellence, mm. we have to be always ahead of the curve in terms of what's happening in corporate governance and boardroom behaviour. Therefore, I am constantly reading material. I'm constantly presenting at conferences and so on. And the more broadly we can distribute that to an audience who will add input and comment, mm. then that really helps not only us stay current, but also other organisations throughout the globe to do that as well. 
To get even more value out of the podcast series, Exploring Leaders, you can find everything from research reports to advice and courses at the Degotion Insight Platform, which you can find at Degotion.com. So is there a trend uh, that you believe that we as business leaders need to keep our eyes on? Well, I think the latest buzzwords now are things like consumer insight. Mm -hmm. So I do think boards need to get out more, basically. So we need to be out in the business. Mm -hmm. We need to be out with consumers Mm -hmm. and potential consumers to really understand Mm -hmm. where the next piece of business or large contracts or whatever they may be are actually going to come from. Sitting in isolation in a boardroom doesn't get you there. And I think sometimes when we're evaluating boards and the companies will say they're global, and they are, Mm. when we then ask them where their board meetings are held, it's usually in HQ. The more informed boards actually travel the globe Mm. but are mindful of cost in Mm. terms of doing that Mm. because the cost of governance now is huge. By the time you think of what you're paying each board member, if you then fly them around the globe, if you provide them with drivers to get them to and fro, then you are really, particularly if you're a listed company, getting into some quite substantial costs. So that board really has to add value. Very good. And um, is there a leader that you find interesting and that you learn from that you think we could all keep our eyes more on? I don't think there's one person. One of the things I like about the work we do in our business is I'm all the time working with chairmen and senior leaders. Mm. And when you're doing it, you're picking up different insights and different nuances, which Mm. really helps inform your thinking. So do I follow one guru, and let's face it, there have been plenty around over the years. No, not really. Do I look for information and inspiration from multiple sources? Absolutely. Right, right. And we're going to round this off mm. with a bit of an odd question that we <laughs> put to our uh, interviewees, and that would be, if you were a furniture, what would you be? <laughs> oh, if I was a piece of furniture, what would I be? Be? That's a very good question. What's my favourite piece of furniture? Um, I'd probably be an armchair. An armchair. Yes. And, and tell us why. Well, again, within the role, whether I'm a chairman or whether I'm working in consultancy, it's very much about putting support systems around people and giving them an environment in which they can think and contemplate and draw conclusions. And I must admit, I do a lot of that in my armchair. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for the discussion. My pleasure. Thank Thank you, you. Lisa Lott. Thanks for listening to Exploring Leaders, a podcast produced by Degotion, with the ambition to inspire insightful leadership in the digital age. If you found this episode interesting, join the momentum to amplify the voices of trailblazing leaders by sharing it with others for inspiration. For any questions or recommendations on other inspiring leaders you'd like to listen to, contact us via our website, degotion.com, or via social media as LinkedIn or Twitter.